0: All right, dear Jesus, we just thank you for this amazing opportunity we have to be inspired by your story through scripture and each and every one of our lives. We just ask that through today's uh, teaching through our discussion, through our time sharing together and being in each other's company, that each and every one of us just finds ourselves feeling closer to one another and closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good morning. Today I wanted to um, continue a conversation we had two Sundays ago um, that we titled The Art or the Discipline of Listening. Um, But we really focused on the personal aspect of listening to others. Like this is something we need to practice, this discipline in our life, this gift we can give to someone else. Really engaging, really listening, really trying to find out more, trying to help them out with that. Uh, But I want to take it to a place more um, of listening to God this Sunday. So like a flip side of that. We're in uh, in the Lenten season right now. We're two weeks away from Easter. Um, Jesus gives us this amazing example, this demonstration of the life that uh, he comes to walk in our shoes for 33 years worth of miles to understand us, to sympathize with us, to go through every trial temptation so that he can He's not just going to be this uh, a divine that seems far off that that can't relate to us, but he he knows intimately what it's like to be human, to walk in human shoes, and he does everything possible to solidify just a perfect relationship between the two of us. This this example of, of perfect love. Um, oh, you know, what I want to say one thing before I get going too. Is the elders asked me to do this. Um, every time I teach at Bloom, I do the same format every single Sunday. Uh, there's five parts to every message we do, and they thought that if I explain it sometimes, it might be easier to follow along and to listen and to see where we're going. So I usually start, this is the formula, me, we, God, you, we. I usually start with something personal, something relatable, something where I'm being honest, open, vulnerable um, realistic it draws us in it helps us know is this something I'm willing to attempt or have attempted or am walking out of my own life uh, the we section tries to draw us in together like this is not just something I dealt with but something that comes up in life for all of us maybe I'll try to point out the transitions of these two, then we bring scripture and the divine Application phase, like what is that? What are we going to do about this then? What, what do we try different this week? How do we apply this? How do we live differently? How do we do this? And the last one, the last we, is as a community, then it's not individualized, it's as a community, what is this message play out differently? When we zoom outside of this, Kelly and her life, Debbie and her life, if we look at Bloom community, does this message have a role in our uh, seriously every single Sunday that I teach it's this exact same thing over and over just different topics and uh, since we want to be a place that it's comfortable for a- anyone to share something that they're inspired and it's on their heart and, uh, because it's uh, that's part of, of our faith is learning to share inspiration where did you get it from, where's that perspective found in the Bible, how are you applying that how do you think that looks to our whole community these things should be Almost even wrapped into our conversations at times. So we figured I'll say where we're going and then you guys can follow along differently as we're going. This verse uh, in Exodus, I want to share quick before I go into my personal story, the me portion. Uh, Exodus 2019, the Israelites say to Moses, We are afraid to have God speak directly to us. We are certain that we will die. How about you just speak to us instead? We promise we'll listen. Like Seriously, this is the beginning of the book. This is how it goes. They're like, We do not want to deal with God. Now, some of that is some horrible perspective on what God looked like to them at the time, what they thought about him. A lot of it might not be, because I think we have a lot more perspective on, especially through the life of Jesus, they didn't have, have that at this moment. But we do. We can reflect on those sayings, that lifestyle difference, That. God the Father who loves us so much there isn't anything he wouldn't do to try to uh, have a perfect relationship with us. Yet even myself I, I find that like, falling into this, can this someone else do the reading and tell me what to believe or to listen to? And I did this for a long time. I mean it's, it's part of growing up as a kid. I remember I, I don't know Like there was a good portion, like the 80-20 80% of what I was hearing in church was like oh that's probably true. And 20% percent you like ah maybe, I don't know. Um, And then when I actually started taking some Bible courses on the road to becoming a minister, I was like, oh man, I have just, I thought these things were just, truths were shattered as I actually got into the scriptures on my own and read or prayed. And you started like, okay, I I just can't let someone else be in charge of my relationship with God and just trust that they're going to have my best interests at heart and everything's just going to go great. But along the way then there's other moments where I'm looking for direction or I'm looking for something else and you'll ask everybody other than the sun and then there'll be that one friend who'll be like, well, have you prayed about this? What do you think? Like, What's your gut say? What's the Holy Spirit say? What, that inspiration you find on the inside, what's God saying about this? And you're like, I don't know, I avoided that. And I'm like, that's why I came to all you guys. Can you ask him for me and then I'll just listen and hopefully everything will be good? And so we find ourselves, you know, at these times where it's like, man, hey, it would be a lot easier if someone just told me what they think God thinks right now. Um, but this example that Jesus brings, this example of following the Holy Spirit, this life that, that God is indwelling at every moment on the inside of us. Like, he's, he never leaves, he's always there. And so you have um, to steal a he-man called the master of the universe, like, living on the inside of you. That was just for you, by
1: the way. Uh, are you a human
0: lover? I just imagined you would be for some reason. So. Yeah. <laughs> we have, a, we have that, that the spirit of the living, breathing God dwelling on the inside of us at all times, yet we're so quick to, or maybe that's the wrong, not quick to, we're we're so slow to still the mind, slow ourselves down, and actually listen for direction from God Himself. Yes, there's a, there's wisdom in asking people for wisdom in looking for the answers in the scriptures, but we have the scripture is not a member of the Trinity, it's not God himself, it's we've got the Holy Spirit of God on the inside of us, and what does that look like if we take time to listen, what, is, what does that look like if we, if we create a practice around us, if we find ourselves in these moments where we're really willing to just have that patience and listen and find the answers for ourselves What's going on? Something doesn't feel right here or whether it's a question about how we're supposed to live our lives as followers of Jesus or it's a question about maybe direction what's next in life. There really is answers on the inside that he is more than willing to share and go into if we just listen. There's so much of this, this life of being a follower of Jesus. He says you can understand all the prophets and all the scriptures can be summed up in Love your neighbor as I have loved you. Like, it's, it's, it's one simple command, but if we're not even listening, how do we get direction on that? How do we know where we're going? You don't need me as a guide. You can at any moment be like, what? Those really dorky bracelets that were rubber in the 80s, what would Jesus do? Even that, like, sparks this dialogue. Well, what do we think Jesus would do? Well, why don't you freaking ask him really quick? Like, why don't you, instead of dialoguing, I remember a youth group once, in the very rare times I went to youth group, uh, fighting about uh, what we thought God would do in a situation. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Again, it takes it to the intellect, and we're just gonna debate what we think God would do here. Instead of asking, the heck do you think we should do here? Following that inspiration, going with it, trusting in God Himself, because we're we're afraid. We're afraid to have God speak directly to us, to inspire us directly. We would it's so much easier, so much more. And if we really want to live this out as a community, if we want to experience the kingdom of heaven here on earth, if we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, if we don't just want to get trapped into some other man-made something, we're going to have to listen. We're going to have to uh, pay attention. You know what's wrong, Matt? I just realized the reverb is on. Do you want to scan it to the right and just hit mute on that. time I was trying to figure out, like, why do I sound so yeah. <laughs> echoey, yeah, all right, so much better. Okay, so I want to read our reading this week, even though this Exodus verse is pretty powerful and like that, like kicking off verse, I want to read from 1 Kings 19, and I put it online if any of you saw that or followed along, um, it's Elijah, uh, Having this conversation with the divine. Uh, it's a very fascinating passage because Elijah just gets done like killing all the prophets of a, of a, a false god, a, a different god, because he is nervous everyone's following them, and so he just kills all the prophets. And then he's kind of on the run as everyone's ticked off at him, and he's having these, these conversations with God, but it's it's so interesting that even though he's in his own mind, he's doing all this stuff on his own, that God is with him so much. Even in verse 19, he's saying, uh, Elijah says, I'm finished, eternal one of God, please end my life here and now, even though I've failed and I'm no better than my ancestors. uh, It says, Elijah then laid himself down under a broom tree and entered into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, a messenger came and touched him, gave him instructions, get up and eat. He looked and found a bread cake sitting over charcoal near his head. There was also a jar of water. He ate the food and drank the water and laid it back down. What an easy life he's. He's running from these people who are taking him. He tells God, "End my life now." He wakes up and there's just this miraculous meal sitting next to him. And he's just like, mm, "I'll eat this," and he falls back asleep. It doesn't sound like things are so bad. In verse nine, God says to Elijah, he "says Why are you here, Elijah?" What is it that you desire? What's going on? What are you? What is up with all this? This run, these, these murders, these, everything that's going on. And so he says to Elijah, he says, I want you to leave this cave and I want you to go stand on the mountainside in my presence. And the eternal passed by him. It says a mighty wind separated the mountains and crumbled every stone before the eternal. But the divine, but this was not a divine wind, for the eternal was not within this as after the wind passed, through an earthquake shook the earth, and there was not this was not a divine quake for the eternal was not in this earthquake. Because after the earthquake was over, there was a fire, yet the divine this was not a divine fire for the eternal was not within the fire. And after the fire died out, there was nothing but the sound of a calm breeze. And through this breeze, a gentle, quiet voice entered into Elijah's ears. He covered his face with his cloak went to the mouth of the cave, and suddenly Elijah was surprised. Now, I've heard this story told many different times about, oh, God's a still small voice and whatever, but it's so fascinating that Elijah is just looking for these ginormous revelations of God, or maybe he doesn't even realize he is, but the divine God knows in this situation that Elijah is looking for this powerful sign, this powerful something, and so he shows him I imagine what powerful things he was looking for, mustering up in his imagination, for God to speak to him and hear from him. And I wonder, even in my own life, how many times am I looking for this, like, grandiose, like, sign from God? And I miss this still, small voice that's there, always, like a gentle breeze, just was there to be like, hey, what's, what's going on? It says he was surprised at how it showed up. And so I reflect on my own life going into this. Like, where am I looking for something big and weird and whatever? I remember I was a backup for a phone line for people who called in for prayer once in my life. This lady called in as a testimony because she was so excited. We've been praying, she was been looking for a house. And she's like, God showed me that the house was mine today. I'm like, how you found the house? I'm like, yes, I went in and there was cookie monster blue carpet through this whole house. It's my favorite color. I knew it was for me. And I'm like, you're gonna keep Cookie Monster Blue Carpet? Oh no, I'm ripping that out right away. I'm like, okay. But this was your sign. Like this was your fire from the, like the house is carpeted in Cookie Monster Blue Carpet and that was your like, yes, this is God to me. It reminds me of this like, we want this, spe- this spectacle. If she would have told me, like I got quiet and I just felt like, I was like, this one's perfect for you. But i like, yes lady, that's the thing. But it's, it sounds just like Elijah. Oh, I saw 14 rainbows come to an apex at this house in, you know, your, have you got your sunglasses checked? There's extra grease that's going in different directions on uh, them. And it's good to laugh. It it is, because there's some crazy stories out there. But what's your crazy story? Or what's your reason for not listening to the still, small voice that's always there? It's it's my job to equip us to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to be the saints, to do the work of the ministry. If we're not listening to this gentle breeze, this voice that's always there, this nudge on the inside, what the hell are we doing? Like, we're we're just winging it? Because that sounds crazy to me. If we really are just going to wing it, and we're not looking for divine inspiration that's there all the time. Um, I just imagine the patience of God. Always wanting to help. Us loudly airing our problems to each other. With dramatic flares we realize how hard this last week has been. And I wonder, like, have we counseled? Have we asked for help? Have we asked for answers? Or is he just that patience? Just patiently there all the time, willing to do and answer and direct and guide? Um, do we check in on him when it comes to, like, divine truths, like how we're living our life, or do we just buy anything that we hear? I think at some point we get used to, like, like there's a, we feel the resonance of the Spirit of God on the inside of us. I hear a message with someone, and it's just something on the inside that feels like, yes, this feels right this feels like something's going on I've been a, playing music since I was a kid and so you always know if you're the one whose instrument is off the, you can hear or you hear the person like we sound so good but that baritone across the room or that guy playing guitar it's just a little out of tune and it just sounds like nails on a chalkboard which I have never not liked I think it sounds pretty interesting or have done it many times to the chagrin of my <laughs> other classmates but we know when we hear something, it just feels off. It doesn't feel like it fits with the song of God. So we're, we're already paying attention to it a little bit. But then what about for our own answers, not just a message we heard. Or sometimes we'll, we get it about a, a feeling about a person, uh, like something just doesn't feel right. Or I feel like this person just needs me to be here with them longer. Like they just need me to listen longer. Something's going on here. Uh, Ladies tend to be better at this than guys, no judgment just from experience. And maybe it's just here in the Midwest. Maybe if we go to Iowa, the guys are way better than ladies. Or maybe they're not. Maybe it's a gender equal when it comes to listening. Um, but there's no hard and fast rule for who's gonna be good or bad at this. I think we all have got to challenge ourselves to be like, man, where am I, where am I not just asking God what the heck should I do next? Or where should we go for here? What's the answer to this situation? Of to sit and listen and wait and follow whatever inkling it is. It might not have been the thunderstorm you wanted or the big boomy voice, but there was something small there that you're like, was that it? Was that it? Was that the divine direction? Something felt like it was there. Yet we're like, ah, yeah, probably not. It probably was something else. And so I'm challenging us this next week to what if we followed that inkling? That's something that felt like, man, this feels right. It feels in tune. It feels peaceful. It feels... Like this could be God. What's the worst thing that can happen? Few steps in, if it's not, you're gonna, you're gonna feel the difference of it real quick. And sometimes He's asking you to do some hard things, so it might not feel easy, but you'll feel the difference. Easy doesn't mean that you're out of tune or that or that you're in tune. Uh, but also something hard or difficult or challenging or stepping you to the next level might still, even though it's hard and be and taking work and patience. Still, you get that feeling on the inside that I am in tune with what God's doing right now. Something bigger than just me is at play here. I am a conduit of love, grace, peace, of God Himself going into someone else or some other situation. Um, the psalmist talks about a secret place, this place where we can go and we can hide and we can find protection secret place of the body, he says it's almost like being under a wing just being held and protected and they sing about this and they praise and I wonder do we have a secret place built into our own life and it's probably, it doesn't have to be a place because obviously this author did not have a giant wing he was going and sitting under and like oh I feel when I sit under this generous wing that can encompass me God no, it was a state of being that he found himself in. Where he sensed God was with him and God was covering him and God was protecting him and giving direction. Do we know what that feels like if we practiced it? Can we describe it to someone else who had questions? Or is it so foreign and freak us out that we're just like, and don't freak out if you are like the exit person because it sounds like 5,000 people were like, nope, you do this for us. And so the easy route is you do this for us. But if we're really going to challenge ourselves really could follow, we've got to ask ourselves, when am I going to start doing this? When am I going to look for something deeper, something more? Um, some things that we need to practice, I think, in doing this, or we need to look at in our life, the you, if you might, if you remember the, the challenge of how do we apply this to life, uh, I think a big piece of it is having this, like, seeking heart, this, this heart that wants to know more answers, wants to know what would the divine do? What would God have me do? What's the highest and the best here? What's going on? And not just let habit or family dogma or routine or the news or politics or anything else sway when it comes down to us and God. And what would you have me do in this situation? Psalm 63 says this is the psalmist writing He says, O oh, true God, you are my God, the one my trust. I seek you with every fiber of my being in this dry and weary land, with no water in sight. My soul is dry and longs for you. My body aches for you, for your presence. You see the sense, the desire, that longing for answer, for direction, for something more. The psalmist also says at one point, "I long to be the people group who, no matter who, doesn't have to worry about." their sins and being in right relationship with God anymore, but can walk with him at every moment. And so he's sensing this and doing this from this sense of this place in his life, in their religious life for the Jews, where if you screwed up, you were separated from God. Whether it was reality or not, this was what their perception of it was. And so he longs for something more. We're in this place where we know that God's removed every obstacle from us. We know that he lives in us no matter what's going on, no matter if you uh, and did something stupid. You cussed your neighbor out. You hung up the phone on your mom before the conversation was done. Who knows what you did? I have no idea. And I'm horrible into examples. We know that. They, get, they go from way too easy to way too dramatic Really fast. But there's nothing that separates us. And so do we understand that and do we seek it then? Do we look for the divine authority there and we, we long for it like someone else? Uh, the next is like knowing God's character. Do we know that he is Sympathizes with us that he's loving, that he's not this lightning bolt throwing old man sitting in the clouds that is just waiting for us to mess up. We know him as friend. If not, that's a place we need to reside in before you can listen, because to understand the voice to hear it, you have to know the character of the one who's speaking, because that's how you know if it's in tune or not. Tune. This feels like it's God. This feels like it's in rhythm with what He's doing. We need to find that place where we, like, I know the general heart and character of the divine. I have anything else with that. Read, ask, learn. Hang out together. Am I wrong here? Does God feel like this to you? Okay. Where are you getting your ideas for that? It's, it's finding an example. I think most of us are probably alright on this one. But if we are, then, then let's trust those feelings we have and go forward with this. The next is learning to be a good listener. I would listen to the podcast from two weeks ago. It was amazing. But um, there is something to learning to, to listen and not think of the things you want to say next. Like so many times I, I, I want to tell myself, I only do that to you guys and people in my life where I'm, I'm listening but you're, you're really thinking of the next thing you're going to say and all of a sudden you realize I'm not listening that much. I found myself doing this even with God. Like, I'll pray for the answer, and instead of just waiting and listening for an answer, I'm spinning, figuring things out own. Like, I'm already going to find the answer, and I'm going to show you the answer, Instead, even though I just asked you for it, God, I'm going to figure this out in this quiet space I have now. And I'm going to present it to you, and you're just going to be like, you're so smart, Luke, way to go. (laughs) Instead of actually just listening, and be like, oh, that's what I should do. does anyone else relate to that? Do you ever find you pray for something and you find yourself trying to figure out the whole time you're supposed to be listening? And like, what's the, what is the point of any of this if, if it's really just all me again? I just threw that prayer up as like the kind, like, I just don't want you to feel bad, so I tried to improve you in this decision, but really I'm going to do the whole thing myself. Because uh, I mean, if we're getting real, that is, is that what we're doing? Or are we including, are we listening and we're patiently waiting for some kind of direction, answer, sign I think uh, part of uh, the being a good listener is learning to quiet your mind. Uh, I think practicing mindfulness and like being able to tell when my, when my thoughts are going wild, what I'm feeling, what's going on, being able to still that has been a practice that will help so many of us actually be able to listen, slow down that mind, but this is something we haven't practiced at all, so the mind just likes to take over and just start running. Whether it's fear or excitement, or in 15 minutes, um, your next favorite show is on. Um, and if it's Georgie, it's The Bachelorette. You know, it's, it's on, and he uh. like carved out 15 minutes for God, but all he's thinking about is who's going home tonight. So it's not really... <laughs> <laughs> Was that a confidential conversation? No, no, I didn't think so. You are wearing a shirt that says Bachelorette on it, so I thought it was okay. Yeah. I think this is one weird situation where the if you build it, you will come situation actually does work. Um, Field of Dreams quote for those who are my age or older. No, man. Uh, I think if we carve out space for listening, like God's going to show up. Not that he's not showing up already, because he's there. Like, I think... If we make space for this, whether you have questions or not, if you add to your week 15, 20 minutes on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, or evening before bed where you're like, I'm just going to get quiet and I'm going to lay some stuff out and look for some answers. Uh, whether you think they're big or small, it's, it's learning to incorporate this into our life and maybe even get into a daily phase where it's like I take, I take a moment to ask what's going on. In my own life, I like to do it on paper. For some reason, just asking for me doesn't clear the thoughts from my mind. I write out, God, I need need direction on this, 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 this. This is what I'm thinking about. This is what I'm frustrated with. This is what I'm freaked out about with it. Please help me. And then I just shut up. And something about being on the paper, I'm like, I didn't forget anything because it's all there. This is all for you. Like, help me out here. A lot of times I get little next steps there. If I don't at the end, I trust it's coming. And it comes in so many different ways. It could be a conversation the next day where you're like, whoa, that is exactly what I needed to here. And you knew that this was a divine little conversation because it answered what you were looking for, or you saw something you didn't see before, or found something in, something you were reading, an article that had nothing to do with your question, and there the answer was. But sometimes it's there as that gentle breeze, that still small voice, it's like, why don't we just try this? And you're like, oh. So many times it seems like, that seems so easy. Is that really the answer to this? Is that really where we need to go? And I think the next one is, oh, that's, well, I'll go to the two. Trust and follow, isn't there. I think there's something about trusting this and going with it, because sometimes it is simpler than we think, or it might be more complicated. Do we trust that voice then? Because that's part of relationship, is Trusting, obeying, following, being like, okay, I'm going to trust you on this. Got new to this listening to your voice thing, paying attention to your spirit, the peace that's on the inside of you. I'm going to go for this and see what happens. We're going to have a conversation about this later because this definitely feels awkward. and I don't know if I like to feel awkward, but I'm listening, I'm trusting, obeying. Let's see what happens. I skipped practice patience, but I think that one is a little obvious, but I'll say it out loud. Patient. That's the thing, if we trust God that he does have our best interest at heart, he's going to come through, he's going to give some kind of direction and answer. It might not be the way you hoped it would look. It might not come in fire, it might not come with the earthquake. These were amazing answers. Would, would that be awesome That I you the direction from God? Like, just shake the house that I'm supposed to buy, like just put a little earthquake here and, oh, that was easy. Um, but yeah, it's this, this patience that we trust that he's going to come through. The last three months, there's a spot I know I mentioned it probably already, and I'll continue mentioning it until I'm going to teach on it at some point, is that I really had this, from a time of silence afterwards, this uh, thought this that, that it's impossible for God to fail us. Uh, I hear these prayers, people like, don't fail us, be here for us, us, but it's, it's impossible. If he's perfect love, there's no way it's impossible for his being, for his divine entity to fail you. And so we just have to trust in that. We ask for something. He's on our side. It's impossible for him to fail. Direction is going to come. The might already be there. It just might be our environment so noisy we just can't hear it. But it doesn't mean he's going to do it one time and you missed your opportunity if you didn't hear him at 10.07 p.m you decided to take 15 minutes, but life was just so chaotic, you couldn't really listen, like, oh, I missed, I missed the answer. He's, I didn't get it at that time. No, it's it's gonna come. It's that going back to that trusting and knowing God's character. you can't fail us. I think the next thing to talk about quick before we take it to discussion, then, is uh, what does this look like uh, for many of us? God's ways are not our ways, they look and maybe seem weird, and he's not human, he doesn't operate like this, he's wiser, more loving, more perfect, and so sometimes the answers, the solutions, the things we're looking for are out there a little bit, and so we've got to dialogue about what this looks like for us, and it's going to be part of our discussion when we go into today, is uh, what, what, what ways... Do you hear from God? Because it's different for all of us. And, it's, and it can be different per situation. Like, it's, it's how is he going to get through to us this time, where we're going to listen and follow and, and get something out of Because it's not this whole, Nikki, your life's a mess and I'm going to straighten it out with one conversation. No, it's, I love and support you and want the best. If you need direction of which way to go, like, I'm going to help. I'm going to be there. I'm going to do whatever you need. And yeah, you've got this and you can run with it on your own, but if you want Help if you want direction. Like, just ask, and we'll figure things out together. I'm an overanalyzer. and I know some of you are like this in the room. If you want something new, like I go on the websites, I Google what's the best, Give me a do, and then I will read like articles, and then I want to read like reviews of people who did it. Like, is that article good, or was like I paid off to write? And is the people actually using this thing, like saying it's as good as he does? And then there's like the price comparison, like, okay, is it worth that much money? Or am I going get 80% of the benefit going with the cheap one? Like, I overanalyze everything. And so, even as simple as that, like, I swear, like, stress happens in buying a new who knows what. Uh, where I could just be like, which one you? I mean, as simple as it sounds, and we could you can think I'm crazy, but he's attached and with me at all times be like, God, which camping chair? Because that's one of the decisions that I've been over-analyzing for weeks now. Which camping chair am I gonna like the most and just trust my gut to buy it and be like, I trusted my gut, so if it was wrong, it's your fault. Like I didn't do my hand, the time and the energy saved, like I don't have time and energy to put, like, if I calculated the dollar amount of my like. Wage that I probably earn per hour into the studying of something. Like, I probably could have bought three of these things for the time I have invested (laughs) in learning about it. So it can be something as simple as that or it can be like, is it time to quit my job? Is it time to move to something else? Is it, uh, how do I break through to my best friend, girlfriend, boyfriend, mom, dad? How do I get a breakthrough in this relationship where it takes it to the next level, where we we become closer than we ever have, we get past whatever hurt, pain, misgiving we had going on, that kind of direction is available there as well. And so what does it look like for you guys? What does it look like uh, to hear from the divine? Is it a gut feeling for you most of the time, where you sense that, like, you can tell if it's in tune or out of tune, or you can sense this peace, well, for some people, it almost felt like not a piece. It was almost just like, oh, I can tell. Uh, I've heard a mom say once it was like a baby's foot just pushing, like, out on my stomach. And I, I just remember that feeling. And then all of a sudden, when I pray something, I feel like it's like, and it's not physically there's not a divine little baby foot pushing out their stomach. It's not gremlins or, like, uh... But like there was, there was some physical internal pressure that they, were, that they could feel that was like, oh, I think this is the way to go. Uh, nudging and urging is something. Um, there's people who, who would, the thoughts come, and they may be your voice or whatever voice you hear in your head, but the way that it's said, the tone and what's being said, it just resonates You're like, Oh, that's, that's what it is. It comes with this almost like exhaling feel the peace almost like ripple through your body. Like, yeah, that's that's right, that's what I need to do. That's what's coming next. It says it's like a gentle breeze. It's just this like that gentle breeze on the day where it's like way too hot and all of a sudden the breeze kicks in and you feel it and you're like, oh yeah, there it is. Like finally. Like that's what the answer feels like to me sometimes. It's like there, that's what I was looking for. I should try that. That's what's going on. Uh, and like I said, sometimes it comes through like all of a sudden I have a random conversation with something. And they'll be talking about this, and you're like, man, how did this come about? Or reading an article that has nothing to do with it, or watching something on TV, and the answer just comes, and you're like, that was a gift, because that's exactly what I needed to hear, with the exact amount of information I needed for my analytical brain to be like, yes, this is where we need to go next. Uh, But I get roped into liking one of those, and being like, if you're going to talk to God, I would prefer that, like, gentle, like. If we could do everyone like that, that would be perfect. But then I kind of shut myself off to the other ways. And I'm like, you got to keep an open mind. And so some of us, some of us, we don't have any idea how the divine talks to us. We have not narrowed it down, figured it out. We've tried some, we thought we did it, we fell on our face, we don't know. Some of us, we got got one that we like. And so we're like, yeah, I like it when it happens that way. So only listen to that. Uh, and maybe some of you are just like the listen to the Holy Spirit guru you're going to give us ideas, that we're like, what? Like, it spells it out in your alphabet soup. I don't know what you're getting, but uh, it's going to be different. It might not be what you're looking for, and it's something that we just need to be open to finding finding something new. But just that that stillness and that listening to God, because He's there with us. I, I remember my grandma, she's like the matriarch of the family. And she'd be like, oh, all the time just complaining at the end. Like, I just want to be with Jesus. I just, and I'm like. And I sat with her and I'm like, grandma, Jesus is with you every freaking day. Like, are you just ignoring him all the time with this hope of like the afterlife is this gonna be something different? He says the kingdom of heaven has already begun and is among you. Like, what are we missing out on? To, for some hope for something else. Even if work sucks right now, and if life is stressful and whatever, we have the divine living on the inside of us. We can tap into at least a piece, the scriptures say, that passes human understanding. Um, What else? Is there anything else? Uh, Sometimes I'll hear something and I'm not 100%. It seemed like this was what God was saying because it was still a little cloudy and maybe not as clear as I've had in the past or like, but instead of just waiting I'm trusting and I'm running with it with this like mind that's still paying attention to be like, did I get this right? Am I going the right direction? Instead of just running with it blindly and not listening and later being uh, missing out on something else, there's, there's that. Uh, if we just want to look briefly before we get to discussion of what this looks like as a community then, that last week we structured today's talk. Um, are we a people, are we a, a community, a gathering of the followers of Jesus? That's what church, is. ecclesia is the word. A gathering of people who together follow Jesus, find inspiration pick it out. Are we a gathering of Jesus followers who just are into the latest, coolest ideas or conversations about God, so we just get swept up and like, oh, this is what's being talked about. Or are we people who are Each individually listening, being guided, being inspired, to love the person sitting next to us differently than we did the week before. And watching how that plays out, watching the unity that's formed, the unity that's talked all about through the New Testament have this kind of unity. And we're like, well, how do we do that? Well, are we paying attention? Are we listening? Are we looking to our neighbor and saying, what can I bring on a Sunday morning that's going to help them, that's going to be there for them, that's going to do something more? Are we um, entrusting our community to Him, or are we just trying to come up with just human ideas of how to make this place better? How to are, are we Are we listening? Are we trusting? Are we entrusting the process to Him? This is Jesus's church, not Luke's, not it's all of ours together with Him. But do we trust Him that He's taking us somewhere? And so that next week, when Keenan teaches, the message he brings that He was listening to the to God, and that the message is for each and every one of us. And yet, it might be really for Mark, but that doesn't mean it's not for you. I know that next, next, week, next week is for you, Mark. you going to Blow the door. So, no, everyone. Like, sometimes we get that place where we're like, okay, I got this. I don't need to listen as much. Have you been that way? Have you started listening to a message every Oh, man, I'm the only one. I listen sometimes. I'm like, ah, I've heard this. And I can shut off, and there'll be like one sentence sometimes, that if if you stay engaged and pay attention, one sentence. can either be the answer i was looking for, or something that just like helps me feel closer to God or more at peace than ever before. And it might not, it could be just an off-the-wall side comment made during during something. It's that being receptive and being open, that God is among us, this is his community. Uh, What we're doing, what we're trying, what we're striving for is his will, we're following, we're listening, we're going places. And it's going to show It's a little better, it's a little uh, more united, it's, uh, I mean, Chris was open about the bachelorette today, I mean, this is (laughs) true community, and so, let's pray and go into discussion and see where this takes us. Um, God, we just thank you for the opportunity to dialogue about this, to be open, vulnerable, honest about how we're listening and hearing and getting direction from you. We just ask that this next week, you would help us to carve out intentional time structured time that's there every week even if we're starting with just one moment where we listen, where we list some stuff off that we could use direction, help, guidance with and we listen and we find that still small voice help us to get past the earthquakes or the fire or the whatever else we think that you're going to show us in and that we would be able to listen to that still small voice to find it, to sense that peace and to be able to follow and see where that takes us as a community we just ask to do discussion. We just become closer together and um, just have an amazing morning. In Jesus' name.